No, it's the it's blackmail. <laughs> All right. Just can't. Uh, can't be afraid, man. Can't be afraid. Um, I'm terrified. All right. Countdown. Five, four, three. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Modern Gamer Podcast. I am your unofficial host, Jeffrey Jewell, a.k.a. the Green Ranger, a.k.a. Uh, the writer of Backlog Mania, and I'm here with uh, Joe McBride. Hello. Where you say hello. There you go, Joe. And here with Mr. Stephen Wall. Hey, hey. Cool. Darth Wall. Darth Wall, uh, a.k.a. Darth Wall, a.k.a. owner of Modern Gamer. A.K.A. Darth Maul, A.K.A. The Bearded One, A.K.A. Goes to the gyms in real life versus Joe going to Pokemon gyms. I'm gonna keep saying that joke until I was gonna say, that's, until people laugh and or better the second comment, time. Yeah, and or comment on the YouTube channel saying, "LOL, we love the joke, Jeff. You don't have to do it anymore." And then I won't do it anymore. I'll just I just I'll, I'll resign to. A new joke. I, I want people to go. Uh, where Where was the uh, gym joke at the beginning? Yeah, in episode three. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you got to go to the well. You got to go with what you know. And you got to go with what works. And if it makes Joe uh, sigh and or groan and or uh, furrow his brow, then I know I did my job. So uh, this is episode two of the Modern Gamer Podcast. So if you watched us before and or listened to us before uh thank you for coming back uh that means that you didn't get sick of us yet so uh unlike our wives and girlfriends who probably are real tired of us during quarantine um she's not there joe don't worry about it uh so thank you guys for coming back um this is episode two we have a couple topics we want to discuss and uh, hopefully get some engagement with you. Uh, Before we do that, uh, if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on YouTube at Modern Gamer USA. Uh, Steve? Yes, Modern Gamer USA is all of our social tags. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, you can find us at uh, Modern Gamer USA. If you go to moderngamer.com, you can find all of our information on the site, as well as a link over to our podcast um, on amazon or sorry on anchor on youtube on basically anywhere that you want to listen to podcasts so if you listen to i had to explain to steve what stitcher was last time yes so if you are that. a stitcher user uh modern gamer podcast is on stitcher so thank you can thank me for that because steve didn't know uh you, you find us on all thank major you. podcast outlets as well as youtube where you can see our uh mediocre faces if you so desire to do so so uh, and, that's, we jump, and that sweet backlog vania t-shirt. That's sweet backlog vania. I, I figured Joe was gonna wear his, so I didn't wear mine. Uh, it, just to make sure that we weren't, you know, super just matchy. Gotta be twinsies, man. Um, you thought about? I'm still waiting for the modern gamer shirt. Like I gotta get the modern gamer shirt and or a hat, dude. I'll I'll rock that shit. I've been waiting to to wear them during my Zoom meetings at work, just because you know I want I want to rep it. And you know, the one time somebody asks, like, oh man, what's What's modern gamer? I can be like, glad you asked. Let me, yeah. let me tell you a little bit about it. I bet you wish you were cool. me. Cat Beast, where's my hats? What's up? Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, dramatic eyeglass pull. So before we get into our topics uh, for today, uh, let's do a quick rundown. So we'll talk about what we're playing this week um, and or what we're playing over the last couple weeks since we were supposed to do this podcast last week and we, uh, we had to skip over for a week. Um, we'll talk about 
Uh, some controversies with Nintendo. There's some stuff out there uh, with Nintendo that uh, kind of making people go, mm, mm, ah, but they've also uh, they've also dived. Di- I can remember, never dove. remember the past of, of di- Dove. Is it Dove? Dove. dove. Uh, it's definitely not Divin. It's, di- it's definitely Divin. Ubisoft. <laughs> they, they, Ubisoft. They have, they have, they have jumped into uh, some different spaces that they have traditionally not been in part, a part of before so we'll talk a little bit about that as well as some of the controversies surrounding nintendo um we're gonna talk about next gen uh there's a lot of a lot of information around next gen swirling around as we get closer to the launch of those consoles uh both the uh, xbox series x and the ps5 and um we'll talk a little bit about the controversies surrounding those two consoles as well and then we'll talk about the microsoft game showcase and some of the uh the you know the the size heard around the world with Microsoft uh, controversies there. So a lot, a lot of controversies this episode. I don't know if that's accurate or if I'm just using that word because I have it written down and uh, that's what I'm going with. So we'll also talk, uh, about, we'll also talk about a couple things that, that uh, are good. We'll talk about some of the new leaks for um, the RTX 3000 series, the big Navi cards um, that are coming out for our PC gamers out there. Um, and you know, as far as, you know, the controversy stuff or the, the stuff that people dislike about the Xbox game showcase, we'll also highlight some of the, the things that were more positive as well. So it's not just going to be, just going to be bashing. It's not just going to be groans. Yeah. I didn't mean to imply that we were going to, we were going to shit the on groans, episode two. <laughs> what the yeah. hell, Jeff? I, I didn't mean to imply we were just going to crap on Microsoft for an hour, but, uh, you sure. know, you never know. Uh, so before we get jumping to everything else, uh, what are we playing? What do you guys, uh, what do you guys got in your consoles and or your, your steam libraries this week? Joe? Yeah, Joe, we'll start with you. I guess I should have led with, let's start with Joe. Okay. Just like every productive morning, it starts with Joe. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Is that a coffee pun? No. It's a coffee pun for sure. It was. Insert coffee emoji. Uh, So so since last time, um, let's see, I've been playing uh, some Watch Dogs 2, or since uh, Ubisoft is French, I should say Watch Dogs do because I don't know how to say watchdogs in French. Um, it's pretty sweet, and uh, I recommend it. And um, I think if you dug the first one, you will like it. If you didn't like the first one, there are some ch- some changes, some, uh, in my opinion, some improvements, uh, some, some flush where there used to not be flush, um, and some fat trimmed where I think before there was maybe some stuff that we didn't need. Um, and it also feels, uh, I guess I'd say more more accessible i mean watchdogs wasn't exactly known for being difficult to approach but um there's just a lot of things here where i remember from the first game kind of going it sure would be nice if and in this game i'm i'm uh, just i'm just having nothing but fun i mean nothing about it is frustrating me uh except for when fools try to hack me but you know it's fine are you uh are it's you, a- you find yourself getting pretty hyped for uh the mm-hmm. the third game uh, yeah, you know, I'd say um, the the more I'm playing this and kind of seeing, uh, and I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm, I know I'm late to the Watch Dogs 2 party at this point, but um, but yeah, they there's a couple of, um, I don't want to say gimmicks, but there's a couple of things in the in Legion that uh, I've been kind of hearing about, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to pull it off, but I also w- want to say that I'm sort of eager to see how they pull it off. Like, for example, in uh, Watch Dogs 1 and in 2, you you play a specific character. Uh, and in 3, from what I understand, there's some dimension of a, of a, an ability to kind of play as anybody. Um, and it kind of feels like that isn't 
going to work with this sort of established, I guess, formula. And I mean, it, in my opinion, it's a good formula. So I just, I don't know what that will look like, but I'm definitely not going to not play it because I'm, you know, afeard of it. So um, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, I'm digging it. Um, aside from that, I have been um, continuing to uh, uh, check out and kind of get as deep as I can into some of the uh, Isle of Armor stuff. Um, it's a lot deeper than you'd think uh, at first. Um, there isn't a ton to do if you are kind of just interested in um, new moves and new Pokemon, but if you're really looking to um, uncover uh, dare I say some plot points um, and kind of see uh, you, you get, I'll try to keep it spoiler free, but you get somewhat of kind of a, a base of operations and there are some things you can do to really kind of flesh that out. And so if you find that kind of thing fun, I think you'll dig it. Um, if not, then maybe you won't. But then also I think the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we're going to get Crown Tundra. So that's the second DLC. So that should be pretty cool too. Um, and so basically that, and then uh, binge watching Marvel Marathon with my wife lately is what I've been doing. So. It's been pretty cool. Nice. Steve, what about you, man? Um, I've played uh, some Ghost of Tsushima, actually. Um, Dude, that looks good. It? Dude, it is super fun. Did um, you play Sekiro at all? No, but I have it. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah, so okay. I, I have that in my Steam library. Um, I have not played it at all yet. I've heard nothing but good things about that one, but I wanted to jump into Ghost of Tsushima. And sure. it like I, I watched a lot of reviews on it. I just wanted to get like there's a bunch of reviews that you can find on YouTube of people that I guess train as samurai in Japan. They're like legit. Sick. Um, that reviewed the combat styles and you know the way that they fight and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, a lot of this stuff is super legit. Um, the way the stances, the the fighting tactics, all that stuff. It's like they they did a really really good job to try to be um, genuine. Um, and to me, that that was really badass. Um, yeah. the, the opening scene is, um, it's, I mean, intense is, I guess, the only way that you can really describe it. The first, like, five, ten minutes of it, you, it, it's mostly cinematic with, like, some driven mechanic where it, you know, kind of forces you through the, the beginning part of it. And it's, you know, cutscene after cutscene. Um, in between some gameplay, but it's basically the the Mongolians invading Japan and or or China or whatever the hell it is that they're invading. Um, and they it's when Genghis Khan did you know that whole thing. and it's it's super as far as that part goes, it's pretty historically accurate. Um, caught the samurai off guard completely because they weren't used to things like essentially grenades, like explosions and things like that. They were used to fighting with honor. Um, and, you know, like challenging the, the top person and trying to you know, right. fight them in, in one-to-one combat. And if they, they won, they weren't used to black powder weapons. Yeah, exactly. They weren't, they weren't used to just getting just the shit kicked out of them with no honor and like, didn't matter. We were just going to win and it was super intense. And it, the whole like intro of it, I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> it just, it was super intense. It's very gory. Um, it's very brutal. Um, and there's, there's a lot of like emotion and story time did to it as well. So you can, if you really enjoy story versus just combat and, you know, going and, you know, messing shit up in there, um, you can really get invested into the story and, you know, kind of follow the main character and his, you know, kind of quest, at least at the, up to this point, I'm still trying to rescue his uncle. Um, so I'm still pretty early in the game. I think, I don't know if they're 
if that's like the whole game or, or what. Um, but that's what I'm trying to do now. You're basically going around trying to rescue some samurai or find, you know, the, the few that are left to put together a little group to go and try to break your, your uncle out. Who's like the, the, the top guy. Um, and then try to fight back the Mongolian army. Um, so it's super intense. It's super fun. And that's kind of been really majority of what I've been playing lately. Um, I jumped on ESO again a little bit, um, mainly just to, um, I, I watched a, a couple streams uh, of, of some streamers that I like to watch that um, were playing and I didn't realize, which is odd to me, but I didn't realize that they have like add-on scripts to make the UI look a lot cleaner and make things just way easier to manage. So I downloaded Minion again, which I haven't downloaded in forever and downloaded a ton of add-on scripts that uh, just make it look a lot cleaner and make it run a lot nicer. Um, so I'm going to jump back into that probably again this week and, and run through Gray more and see if I can't complete that and or complete Sick. up to wherever we're at, yeah. Nice. So it's been fun. Hefe? Dope. Uh, my gaming time has been pretty limited this last week and a half. Um, it's been a kind of a crazy week, but uh, I spent most of my time playing Xenogears. Uh, 22 years later, finally oh. beating Xenogears. Congrats. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to sit my ass down and, and uh, bust out the Batlogvania for that, uh, which is exciting for a couple of reasons. One, it means I can finally say I'm done with that game, but then I can put time in other games on my backlog. Um, there's a lot of fun games, exciting games that I'm really interested in playing, some that I've actually recently picked up that I that went automatically onto the backlog just by default. Um, yeah. I really wanted to make sure I beat Xenogears, and I was worried. I actually spent like the last week um, grinding into grinding like levels because I, I heard the the final boss was a fucking nightmare if you didn't have like some of the right items and the right leveling. And I didn't I was missing some crucial items I didn't pick up earlier in the game that you can't get if, if you if you miss them somehow. So like there's one boss that you fight that um, just the way the boss fight goes, like if you beat him a certain way, he drops an item that helps you like increase the the odds of like really crucial item drops from other enemies and i didn't get it because i didn't beat them the correct way and i didn't save it correctly so i couldn't go back and like try again so i was fucked on that and i had to go back and whoops like level grind uh a bunch of times i make sure my level was like above 75 for each character which took me like five days just to do it because grinding in that game is a nightmare but finally beat xenogear so that was cool um, I started uh, playing, I still haven't finished, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. So Curse of the Moon, for those of you who don't know, was um, Bloodstained uh, Ritual of the Night was a, uh, I wrote about it a little bit in the article I did on uh, Kickstarter games. So Bloodstained uh, Ritual of the Night is one of the, the most, like, uh, one of the biggest successes in game uh, gaming from Kickstarter ever. Um, it was the Koji Igarashi project that essentially is a Castlevania um, successor, for lack of a better term, because Konami is no longer making Castlevania games. But they did an 8-bit prequel as kind of one of the, um, it was one of the milestones, or one, I don't know what they call them, uh, in Kickstarter, when basically they have uh, stretch goals. So one of the stretch goals, if they hit a certain dollar amount the first time around, was an 8-bit prequel called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. It came out about a year before Ritual of the Night did. It's super fantastic, fantastic throwback to old-school Castlevania. It was so successful by itself that they actually just made a sequel for it. So it is a, a brand-new 8-bit 
Castlevania type game uh, by the same people into creates. Um, so I've been playing that, but it's freaking brutal. Um, so it's taken me some time to get through it uh, and a lot of cursing because it's it's not like exactly as hard as 8-bit Castlevania games. Like if you played Castlevania 3, um, but it's it's pretty difficult and it's got me a little frustrated. Uh, and then I started playing uh, Bioshock on the Switch. Uh, my wife got me the collection for Switch just out of the blue. She did something nice for me. And uh, not that she doesn't ever do that, but uh, we had a little bit of a rough <laughs> week to go. And I think she knew it, that it was, it was pretty taxing on me. So she surprised me with uh, a copy of Bioshock collection on Switch, uh, which is a super fantastic collection. If you're Switch owners and you want to play Bioshock, it, it, it is the remastered trilogy of Bioshock games, including the like super uh, edition of the first game with like the like, director's commentary and a bunch of other like bonus content. Uh, so I started playing that on, on the switch just briefly, just to kind of change it up a little bit, just to see how it ran. It runs fantastically. Uh, so that was, a, that was a cool surprise because Bioshock is, is a last gen game, but you would think that even last gen, it's pretty powerful and you know, it might be taxing on the switch doesn't tax it at all it runs like butter uh it looks great and uh if you've played bioshock which i think all of you have uh it's it's wonderful so it's not, then, would you kindly go play bioshock yeah, yeah would you go would you kindly go do that now stop uh, pause pause the episode actually don't pause the episode wait till the end uh <laughs> i think pause it we'll, we'll come back because we'll be so impressed with how good bioshock is and they'll be like why didn't i play this before i gotta go back to those guys uh, unless I start playing Bioshock Two and Three, so yeah. um, uh, are you playing? Are you playing all of these on the Switch, or what are you playing? Like obviously so Bioshock was, but I have already I already played uh, one and Infinite on. I played on 360, and I played uh, Infinite on PS3 because it was gifted to me, and somebody bought it for me for PS3. So I, I already played through both the first and the third game uh, all the way through prior. So this is this is just a new chance for me to play through them again. Um, and the collection is all three games on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, I also have the collection on PS4, but um, I very, very rarely get to use my big TV to play video games, especially not violent ones. So the fact that I can have it on the Switch in my hand, and I like the ability to just put in headphones and like play it in the dark in bed, you know, while my kids are sleeping. Yeah. That's a that's a cool, terrifying bed shooting <laughs> experience. So I'm all about that. Uh, Bioshock isn't the scariest game, but it's it's pretty Jumping. unsettling. Yeah, you it's can, it can it's, it's it's definitely creepy. It's yeah. atmospheric. Like it's not the scariest game I can play on the Switch because I do have Alien Isolation, and that game literally makes me poop every time I play. Uh, I have to you, play on the toilet. I wish Hell uh, I wish Hellblade was on the Switch for you, man. You would. Oh, you've got to play this game, dude. I don't know I if, if it's coming out. I don't know, man. Is it coming out? I could have sworn Hellblade was coming to Switch. I think I read about it at one point. Maybe I'm wrong. Um. Like, yeah, so those, those are the games I'm playing this week. Um, I also picked up uh, Mario Maker 2 just because I had a wild hair up my ass and I saw it in the store and I was like, I kind of want to play it because um, I heard nothing but great things about it and nothing makes me uh, happier than dying a lot in Mario games. That it are crazy. is available on the Switch right now. There you go. So those of you, we're not paid by Nintendo to tell you that you can go get Hellblade on this. I knew it was coming out, and it's thirty dollars. Yeah, it's twenty nine ninety nine, which so, is a steal. So just a steal. Go we'll, buy we'll that. Talk about, we'll talk about some of the some of the cool things Nintendo has going for it on the Switch in a couple minutes. But before we do that, let's dive into uh, some news topics. So, Steve, you wanted to talk about uh, a couple different news topics. Uh, 
specifically new graphics cards? Yeah, I mean, so everything right now is still rumors, um, but at this point, we're we're close enough to um, official like launch information or launch reveals, or I guess is what you would call them from like Nvidia and uh, and AMD for their next gen cards. That the the leaks are pretty likely to be correct, and the people that are leaking them are are you know trusted leakers, people that have been very accurate in previous leaks. Um, <clears throat> you've got four chan. What's that? What you're saying. So essentially, people on four chan is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got uh, the RTX. I think they're saying either thirty ninety or thirty eighty Ti or it's possible that there's even going to be both variants. They haven't really said that's kind of their, their top of the line or flagship card outside of, you know, like the Titan or whatever, which whatever um, you're looking at, according to the recent leaks, um, there's like a time spy uh, game benchmark, which some people say isn't a game and benchmark, but that like, that's what it's designed for. Um, the newer cards are scoring um, over the 2080 TI about a 50% boost in performance. Um, so 50% better scores, which is ridiculous um, because the 2080 Ti is already, I mean, obviously it's the top of the line card right now, but it's leaps and bounds beyond anything we've ever had previously. So this being 50% more powerful than the best card we've really ever seen in a you know consumer standpoint is ridiculous. Um, so I have two questions. Yes. Um, keep in mind that I don't know anything about graphics cards. The last game I played on my PC was Grand Theft Auto 2 um, because <laughs> because I wanted to play it and I downloaded it on my laptop. Do you even need uh, a graphics card to run that game? I don't think you do. I think yeah. you can run it just fine on, on any old Windows 98 PC. Yeah, um, but when I, there it was a time when uh, <laughs> the only thing I knew about graphics cards was the way they would advertise them when I worked at Best Buy was this can play Crisis. So if it could play crisis, you knew it was a good fucking graphics because that game was apparently just so My taxing God. on graphics cards. Uh, what, is there a new what year is it? Uh, is there a new gaming benchmark that's like, dude? That if that can, game is still used as a joke. Like, yeah, crisis is a meme for sure. Yeah, oh, this, is, the, the I, new one could definitely play crisis at sixty FPS. I, I know, most I get likely. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is. When I worked at Best Buy, which was 10 years ago at this point, in 2006 through 2009, the, the <clears> standard, <throat> the benchmark, like it was literally printed on the little like cards that they would put in front of the laptops and the desktops. Like it could play Crisis. So like if it could play Crisis, like you knew it was, you knew it was a good thing. Even, we'll see. So like what's the gaming benchmark now? Like what's the game that like, like these graphics cards, ever, like it can play X game. Like what is, yeah. what's the game? Like? Um, I think that, any more like uh, yeah I mean, sure there's definitely games that they use like they use the tomb raider game they use uh they'll use apex legends sometimes they'll use games that sometimes aren't the most optimized to give you an example of like how it can kind of just you know truck through the, or you know push through the mud right. um but uh any more it's usually things like you know time spy gaming benchmarks it's it's a an ai you know, processor that runs it through the gamut and it kind of puts it through everything from ray tracing down to just, you know, the, the compute units and the shaders and all that stuff. Like it, it just goes bananas with all that. And that's going to give you a more complete look than just 
a game benchmark. Reason for that is you have other variables, I think, is kind of the main thing that they look at is there's other variables that, uh, like your CPU, your RAM, and stuff like that, that will impact how the game could perform versus running a benchmark. It's less of that because it's trying to specifically target how it functions in like DirectX 12 and going from there um, versus just, hey, I can run Tomb Raider at, you know, 120 FPS. Cool. What a nerd. <laughs> Yeah. So, so these games, these graphics cards will be able to play Crisis, is what you're saying. So, yeah. So it's Probably, it's funny, definitely, maybe, so yeah. During during this conversation, I just did a quick a quick search. Uh, TechRevel.com has the top five most GPU intensive games, uh, and the, it says it's last updated June of this year. But in the article title, it says of Crisis Three will so. be on there. I'm sure. So, so, so here's the top five: Far Cry Five. It says your rig will surely cry. Final Fantasy Fifteen, a graphics card to die for. Witcher Three Wild Hunt, your graphics card will go wild. Number four is Crisis 3. And it literally says, can it run Crisis? So, yeah. And then uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Metro, Last Light Redux, Just Cause 3. Is Rise of the Tomb Raider like that? Like that? Like graphically intensive game? It's got a lot of detail. Yeah, like there's weather effects and uh, uh, Lara's hair and uh, blood. I think NVIDIA actually, I think it was for... I don't know which game specifically. The first game I ever ran into it in was Witcher 3, but they had, like, there's literally a setting called NVIDIA Hair FX where you can, like, it, it renders each hair. Yeah, it's hair follicles. I, were... I turned it on and my computer exploded. So it's it was, all. You know, er. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Well, and it was crazy because I, but what, even without that setting, I was like, damn, this game looks incredible. And I, I was like, what's this? And I just was like, <sighs> I mean, it was like just mushrooms. My, my computer was on mushrooms. It was just insane. Your computer so, closed the game and dragged my computer to the recycle like, bin. <laughs> Can't function. Yeah. 32 delete. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. BitLocker. Thanks, Microsoft. So apparently, Crisis. Also, sick BitLocker <laughs> reference. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I thought that I thought I was dating myself with the crisis thing, but apparently no, that's, man. That's, <laughs> totally, uh, that's, still, that's still in the news, which I I appreciate. It makes me crisis feel three. Not as old. Yeah, uh, that's cool. So what else, Steve? Is there uh, a uh, lot of Nvidia stuff happening? Yeah, definitely. In, in I think the announcement is expected to happen this month, which could mean that you could get like your Founders Editions card potentially released as early as this month. Um, but I think beyond that. Um, you're looking at like your third-party cards, like you know, Asus, your, your ROG cards and stuff like that will probably come out in September, um, if the leaks are correct. And I mean, that makes sense, unless they day one launch it, which I doubt it. Usually, the Founder, Founders Edition will have a little bit of time to to get traction. Um, but those cards should be coming out, and that'll be super badass. They're probably going to be around $1,100 for the top-end card again, which is kind of booty. But you know, it is what it is. Um, hopefully, they drop on my. I doubt it, though, if they're that much better than the last gen. Um, right. But we'll see. NVIDIA already stopped production of the old stuff, so the, def the new stuff's definitely coming out. Um, and and usually then, when leaks happen, yeah. there's a high intensity for them to... Uh, high chance, I should say, for them to just announce it because they like, hey, the leaks are out. Yeah. Usually the more legitimate a leak is, the, the, the more likely they are to just be like, yep, there it is. Like we were going to announce it, this other thing, but this fucker on 4chan screwed us. So here you go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they, I mean, I guess I get why, but sometimes it, it just makes me laugh that they even try to hide it or get pissy about it. It's like people are excited, like help people get more excited, <laughs> release information yourself. Like Google right. kind of does with their pixel stuff. Um, 
uh, and then AMD has their their big Navi uh, cards, their RDNA two chipset or RDNA two GPUs um, that are supposed to launch this year as well, um, which is supposed to be a hell of a lot better than their previous gen. Um, and the the rumors or the leaks surrounding that are saying that it should be at least um, as good as the 2080 Ti, um, which is fantastic for NVIDIA to be releasing something that's at that level. I still don't think that it'll be better than the, you know, the high-end 3000 series stuff, just because it's not usually that they're that competitive, but who knows? It, this could be the year that they uh, get close. They did come out and say, though, that their production or the the, the leakers are really confident that their production will be delayed um, so it won't be till like November or December that the, the AMD cards come out which means that the third party ones might even be early 2021 before we see those cards which sucks um, and it gives Nvidia just another jump on them but it is what it is but they will have ray Sick. tracing so that's a, a jump for them for AMD. so you're picking up $1100 graphics cards when they drop or are you, is your, are you... I have had the money set aside for the 3000 series cards um for like eight months now so i'm just been like chomping at the bit just um, waiting just waiting for them to yeah. announce it and you're gonna be like, like add the card day like, one <laughs> before they're all sold out um i don't know if i'll wait until a like a, a an asus rog card comes out or something like that just because their machining process is much much better um but I may be a little bit more impatient than that and just get a Founders Edition, which I'm sure will be fantastic anyway. Right. Who knows? Joe, what's, what's in the news for you, man? Uh, you know, you already talked about the new Pokemon expansion, but what else is in the news? Hmm. Um. I mean, I'm still... Well, it was, it was pretty strange. Uh, maybe not strange, but it was at least uh, serendipitous that I think the last time we did this, I talked about how bad I missed Fable, and then lo and behold, the next week, there was a Fable announcement. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. It's almost like I told you that there was a, fa- a new Fable game coming, and, and you were like, no, we'd want to see it. And then, like, literally, I think it was the next, like, week. You should, like, t- you should talk about how much you want another Witcher game, because, you know... I could really use another Witcher game. <laughs> I, did have, uh, I did see. I did see an announcement of a Witcher prequel series uh, yeah. coming to Netflix. Netflix I don't know if uh, I'm if I'm not mistaken. I've actually seen some buzz of another Witcher game. It's just not a Geralt of Rivia game. I don't care. Um, yeah, I don't care either. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely happy for that. And I know probably coming up soon we're going to talk about next gen. So that would be that. A Fable game is almost. I don't know. What I'm saying almost. It's 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 enough for me to 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 go next gen. Like unless as it is like getting close to release, I'm starting to see stuff or there's publications talking about it's just like bad, which I kind of doubt. So I mean, I'll 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 probably go in just for that. Uh, and I know I'm not I'm I'm not even the only one in my house that feels that way. So that's fair. Interesting. Yeah. I asked this question. Are we going to jump into next gen now or or? I was gonna actually, so I was gonna go into another topic. Uh, ahead, similar, I'll save it. I'll save it. Another topic about things that can play Crisis. So uh, <laughs> you did see, uh, Crisis just got released on a Nintendo Switch. It is the uh, it is the, the first Crisis game, uh, and it plays apparently it plays magnificent. Magnificent. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't played the game myself, so I haven't seen it in in my own Switch, but. 
seen some reviewers talk about it. Uh, Nintendo Life did a fantastic review on Crisis. Apparently, it runs like a dream on the Switch, which is um, which is pretty cool considering again it was once the, like the the benchmark for PC like graphics cards. Like, can it run Crisis? So the fact that uh, such a once upon a time graphically intense game is on the Switch just shows how powerful that little console is. Um, if you haven't seen games like Doom run on Nintendo Switch, um, aside from the frame rate drop, like Doom, Witcher 3 is also on Switch. Yeah, uh, looks. Yeah, The Witcher. I've, the comparisons are a little bit starker contrast between the like the big boy consoles and the sure. Switch, like or the PC graphics for sure. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Another yeah. one is Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, like I have that on Switch, and you can definitely tell a difference between the the Xbox and PS4 version. Um, but Doom Eternal or Doom uh, is one of those ones that man, like I can barely tell the difference between how it looks on, you know, Xbox versus the Switch, except for the frame rate. Um, but wanted to talk a little bit about Nintendo in general. Um, so for those of you who don't follow Nintendo, um, the Switch has had a little bit of an up and down year. Uh, some people kind of feel like they're resting on their laurels with Animal Crossing because. Um, during July, when they normally would have done a uh, kind of a big Nintendo Nintendo Direct, um, they did reveal um, a couple new games on a Direct Mini. But there's been a lot of buzz on like Twitter from a lot of Nintendo fans just saying Nintendo hasn't been uh, doing as as much with their console this year, and it's kind of been a down year for the Switch. Even though they've released some just crazy big titles like Animal Crossing: uh, New Horizons, which is crushing sales numbers in Japan, it is like it's still one of the top selling games in Japan right now. Um, people can't, you can't find a switch anywhere. I know we all have one, so we're not looking, but like if any, if any of you talk to your friends who don't have them, like especially during quarantine, everybody's looking for them and you can't yeah. get them. I feel like it's kind Absolutely. of hard to find just consoles in general too, though. Switch definitely more sure. so because you can at least get used market a little bit better, but the used market for the switch is ridiculous. It's, it's dog shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just super fun. Like I, when I was in, uh, I bought that Mario Maker 2 game in Target and the lady is checking out. She's like, oh, did you, you know, how are you going to play this? You know, <laughs> you didn't get a Switch. We don't have them. I'm like, I already have one. Obviously, I'm not buying a game for a console. I don't oh, no. <laughs> like, didn't think uh, about that. You know, one of my buddies uh, was looking to pick one up for his wife uh, and has been having a hard time doing it. My niece reached out to me. She's like, how do I get one of these things? I'm like, oh, good luck. Um, I know, Joe, you were even thinking about picking up a second one just so you didn't have to share with your kids. Uh, you were looking at picking up a light. Uh, it's just super, like, they're not keeping up with the main right now. But that's one of the controversies right now. Um, there's also just some controversies with people not thinking they're getting enough games out. Whereas, like, um, you know, PS4 has had Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us both in the last two months. Like, back-to-back, -back, you know, just, you know, Massive fantastic sellers. console Fire. Yeah. Um, PC titles are killing it right now. Uh, I think even Xbox has had uh, a couple third-party uh, third-party games coming out that, that are kind of hitting it big. So people are are not feeling Nintendo. And then on top of that, there's some some uh, some leaks and things like that that have hit the internet um, that you know lead me to believe that I wonder what Nintendo's doing kind of right now with just their whole setup. And then on top of all of that, uh, what they did release this month was they released uh paper mario uh the origami king which is getting super mixed reviews um a lot of people were, were hoping that it was going to be another thousand year door um but it's apparently not and it's not even really crazy rpg heavy which is kind of disappointing considering 
Paper Mario is essentially a Mario RPG sequel. Um, and then I was they, just going to say, you know, speaking of Mario RPGs. <laughs> and then they jumped into Lego, of all things. So uh, last month they, they leaked uh, a Nintendo a Mario Lego set, which uh, had some people interested, but it was like, really, this is kind of weird. This is like, it is a joint partnership with, with Lego, which is Nintendo historically hasn't partnered with some of these other brands, these other bigger brands like that. And then they announced also this month a uh, NES Nintendo or NES uh, Lego setup with like its own little CRT television with like an antenna and everything. And basically just like you crank the side of, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's like, it's like a miniaturized Nintendo made out of Legos and it's got the little cartridge slot. You can put cartridges in it, connect controllers to it, the whole shebang. Like it's, it's a full recreation of a Nintendo um, that connects to a little TV and then the TV has like a little crank on the side of it that actually rotates a Mario screen around. And then you can like make the little Mario avatar on it's, it's crazy. It's crazy intricate for Lego. Um, but it's just Nintendo. It, it almost hints like they're kind of branching away from, from video games a little bit, um, which is interesting because there's been rumors about a Mario movie coming out, like an actual animated Mario movie partnership with uh, I think DreamWorks. So uh nintendo is just kind of all over the map and apparently they're not doing the one thing if you ask fans that they have historically always done which is make and produce uh excellent videos so it's uh it's interesting i don't know what your guys thoughts on i know um joe and i probably play a little bit more nintendo than steve does but i know steve you've dove into dove in i need to figure out what that word is uh steve has delved far more into nintendo recently with animal crossing and some other games on the switch but what are you guys thoughts on on all the craziness with the house that uh, miyamoto built you know i think uh it's it's interesting you mentioned uh, especially towards the end um you were talking about how fans uh kind of consider that nintendo is known for making great games I, I certainly wouldn't argue with that but i think right alongside that if you i mean you wouldn't even really need to look because i'm i'm well aware that you're aware um i i think they've always kind of pioneered hardware really i mean they were really the first handheld they were the first to kind of go um you know if, if you recall the wii was kind of like the first mocap and it was real gimmicky at first but then i mean sure enough everybody followed suit and then of course now with the switch i mean they've they've really been the only name in the handheld market f- forever i mean i know there was like ps vita and there was game gear and stuff but i mean psp <laughs> yeah but i mean you, you can't touch nintendo yeah, handheld, no, I, and, I and, and you can't and now switch is one of the top consoles and the top handheld and before that the 3ds was the reigning king and it wasn't even close so i mean they're they're hardware pioneers as far as i'm concerned and and, and innovators uh, as much as they are uh, a game factory so it usually takes them a gen or two to innovate again but they always seem to do it somehow like the 64 was was a pretty big leap like i think it was the 64 was a a cartridge console in the in the cd era i mean it was it was uh, this weird dinosaur at a time that we all have incredible memories and it was awesome yeah Yeah, exactly things that other consoles didn't do at the time it like you could argue that the that either the playstation or the or the 64 had the leg up but there was really things that each of them did better than the other in terms of 
the spectrum. There wasn't one thing that Nintendo like. Yeah, there, know, there wasn't a clear better, but but I think that's I think that's almost a point for Nintendo because they had the technical disadvantage, and you know they weren't the clear. They also chose to go that route. They they chose yeah. to do that. It cost them some relationships with Square. And yeah, that's like that. true, and 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 you know there was some interesting twists and turns in the development of the sixty four actually. But so yeah, you're 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 definitely right. But to still, point, right? I, think, so. I think they innovate the controller right like so you had the 64 and then they the the, the game i think has has definitely uh aged gracefully you know i think a lot of people look at that with more um reverence than they did before when the console came out and then when they went to the wii like you said the wii was in more homes in america than i think just about anything but the ps2 uh-huh, uh-huh. arguably won that console generation you could argue that it really wasn't in the generation because it it, it definitely wasn't next gen you're absolutely right yeah yeah um, but it did so many things that brought more casual people into the gaming sphere which to we commercials were the first time you saw parents playing games with the kids yeah they, like i right. mean yeah, um, truly like and then Wii the Wii, Fit, Wii sports all that stuff yeah and then the Wii U was kind of a failure, uh, and they semi-innovated on the Wii, but it really wasn't like a, a leap forward. And then Joe was right; you have the Switch, um, which you know is is doing kind of the same thing the Wii did, right? But it's doing things I think differently. It's the the Switch is far more uh, attractive to hardcore gamers, while still creating content and doing it in a way that appeals to non-hardcore gamers like my, i got my us uh, a switch light for my wife she really likes it she plays animal crossing she plays stardew valley um my niece who i has never played a video game before in her life got a switch just so she could play animal crossing so like they're doing something right with the switch in the fact that it is a hardcore console that also appeals to the the, the casual market which is the Wii kind of the opposite right it was strictly for casuals and it had some some right. occasional hardcore games here right. or there. and i mean the- there were even releases on on Wii like um, Force Unleashed, right? It came out on uh, on the Xbox 360 as well as PlayStation as well as as well as Wii. And I actually I remember I picked it up on Wii specifically because I was so um, I was enamored just with the idea of you know having having the the Wii mode and doing the lightsaber and it just it just felt like you know some something out of my childhood you know come to life. Kind of and yeah, and 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 I played it and I I, I won't say it's bad, but I, I compare it. It doesn't really stack up to the experience that I got playing Force Unleashed on the 360. I vastly right. preferred the 360 experience, yeah. and so it it isn't always this sort of you know shining beacon of perfection, but they're innovative, and that's when you innovate. That's that's the risk you take, right? And so yeah, there were very few Wii games that I recall that were third party ports that I would want to play on the Wii over playing them on the other consoles. But right. Didn't mean that the first party content wasn't good. You had uh Mario right, Gal- exactly. which was fantastic. Uh Punch Out on the Wii was Skyward Sword. Yep. Um Sky yeah, all the all the Zelda stuff. The fact that you had the eShop, which all or, or the I'm sorry, the virtual console with all the classic games. It did a lot of things right with the Wii to attract certain casual or hardcore gamers, but it wasn't you could tell right. it wasn't built for that, right? Right, right. Um but looking at Nintendo, like the biggest controversy that they have going right now is just that there there's a lot of like I think without COVID, without some of the uh, the lack of uh, these big events that normally would draw the gaming companies to release information on new games, like normally we'd have something about a big game coming this holiday season, and there isn't any news, right? 
Um, Nintendo kind of stealth dropped uh, Origami King. Like they announced it about a month before it was coming out um, at an event that they normally would have like probably talked about games coming in the holiday season. Um, they've kind of teased Breath of the Wild too, but there's no way that game's coming this holiday season. It's ready. Uh, there's there's been hints because this is the 35th anniversary of uh, the Mario series. There's been hints that they're going to do some kind of crazy collection with all the 3d mario games kind of similar to the mario all-stars game from the super nintendo era um but there hasn't been any announcement of it so it seems really unlikely that there will be anything coming this year there's supposed to be a Uh, galaxy sequel too isn't there uh there's been talks about a galaxy sequel there's been talks about um dlc for mario odyssey there's just there's a lot of stuff that nintendo uh fans have been asking for that just isn't coming there has been rumors about uh metroid prime trilogy uh coming to the switch ever since they announced metroid prime 4 was coming but metroid prime 4 uh pretty uh pretty um surprisingly got delayed um they had to scrap that game and start all the way over from scratch so a lot of fans have been speculating that in the meantime they're going to port prime trilogy to the switch to kind of get fans going and to get people ramped up into prime 4 that hasn't happened yet, um, and there's been a lot of leaks. Like uh, the recent Direct Mini was also leaked, uh, which they announced. Uh, what was the game? The big game at Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, I don't recall exactly what it was. It's a very Japanese uh, series. What was it? Uh, For Nintendo, that that can't be. Uh, no, but it was. It's like a, a franchise that historically. Um, uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yeah. So they announced Shin Megami Tensei 5, and then they also announced uh, Shin Megami, Megami Tensei 3 remastered for the Switch, um, which is a complete rebuild of that game from the ground up, I believe. It's sim- similar in vain to the Final Fantasy uh, 7 remake. So they did announce some interesting stuff, but it was like, it almost the Direct Mini almost seemed like it was an answer to people saying, where is it Nintendo Direct? Like, we, we should see one by now. We have to see one. Rather than, like, you know, a true big event. Like, last year, right. you know, the Direct, that it, they announced, like, uh, Breath of the Wild 2. They announced... Um, Link's Awakening uh, uh, port, Link's too. Awakening. They announced uh, the Marvel um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Like, it was, like, big title. Pokemon. Big title, big yeah. title. All, all was exclusive content to nintendo and a couple third-party things here or there but it was they just haven't had that thing this year and it seems a lot of fans think they're just kind of resting on the animal crossing laurels and maybe they maybe they have the right to do that because that that game is just printing money for them and i have a feeling i I have a feeling there's more to it than that so i i i'm gonna say this and i think it'll kind of start a conversation here because i think it alludes to something um there's a lot of um, game streaming things that are becoming very, very big, right? I think that, and, and maybe I'm incorrect here, and I know there's a lot of games that the Switch plays well, but I think that in comparison to the other current gen and you know next gen or whatever consoles, um, I think that it's pretty safe to say that Nintendo has always had the least powerful hardware. Um, sure. I think that maybe with all this like streaming stuff, like we're looking at Xbox uh, X cloud or whatever, Xbox game pass ultimate. Um, you have Google stadia, you have PS now, you have all these different ones that 
that are out, um, GeForce Now, all that stuff where it's, it's you know, cloud gaming using like your phone or whatever. And right, you that, can, you there's, can a, have a, there's a built-in handheld device that you have, right? You don't right. have to go buy a Switch. You can play your Xbox games on your phone once that stuff is, you know, fully flushed out and everything. I think that Nintendo, is their IP is what makes them the most money, right? It's not their the, the hardware that they have being super awesome. So I think that it could be very possible that they're looking at potentially seeing, one, what that industry does, how that's going. And they're probably working on something like Nintendo Online, um, where they're going to come out with their own controller configuration that you just set your phone into or whatever you can play with your phone and you can play all your switch titles all your you know any nintendo game or whatever you know maybe that's a pipe dream right um but you know you can play your 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 game titles streaming through nintendo online and you don't have to they don't have to invest in the hardware of another console a lot of these like xbox and and probably something that playstation is going to do as well their their new xbox series x is more of a driver for their in my opinion i could be wrong um more of going to be a driver for x cloud and game pass ultimate and stuff like that because they want more people to play games period that's that's their big thing their best value by like a, a massive margin is game pass and they have fantastic titles that are available a lot of times on day one that are available at you know like i have xbox game pass beta it's like five bucks a month and i can play a good chunk of day one release Xbox games on my PC at no additional cost. I could just download them and play them. Um, and that's really where they're going. It's really pro-consumer in that, but it's just to get more people playing more games. If Nintendo can see the writing on the wall, they don't need to invest a bunch of money in new hardware solutions. They can go full into software, go into an online you know, game streaming sit uh, setup like that and utilize the stuff that we already have. And I think that so that's a good play. There's a couple counters that I see to that. One is that, uh, to your point, I don't think that the the Game Pass. I like Game Pass, Project X Cloud. Those are things that interest me, like being able to play games on my phone without necessarily having to buy a console. Mm -hmm. Super intrigues me um, because that that could be you know it's one less thing I got to buy. But I don't think it's pro consumer because subscription services are what they want. They don't want you to play games. They want you to to subscribe to their shit uh and sure. that's what they're trying to do it, it's it's just it's the new world we live in of netflix and disney plus sure. and Hulu. like they they don't care how many games you play they want your 15 bucks a month or whatever it's going to be yeah of course and i can definitely see nintendo going that route but to our conversation earlier one thing nintendo has done consistently um or at least attempted to do consistently since the uh i would say since the gamecube but mostly since the wii is they they've tried to bring new hardware innovations where other companies i think have done that but have failed like um when nintendo, nintendo, just copy nintendo. did the wii um you know the whole thing was the industry trying to catch up to nintendo with sony there was the playstation move which they haven't innovated with since then they've done playstation vr since then but that's kind of a whole different ball game in general. And then remember the Kinect. Microsoft had a Kinect. The Kinect is actually underrated. I think the Kinect was a lot closer to what we did okay. than <laughs> the Cool, Jeff. Cool. There was a lot of software made for it, and that, that's that was his biggest flaw. Um, but and then the Switch, you have uh, the what Nintendo's trying to do with the Switch and really pushing with the Switch is local multiplayer. Um, the ability to yeah put the console on a table. 
put out two controllers and Catch not go up. Buddy, yeah, 100%. Just like not to go up on the 64 days. Absolutely. And 16 player Smash Battles. It isn't yeah. even just that that Nintendo is pushing because other developers are making games with that same mindset. Um, a game that I played recently called Aqua Lungers. It's a little indie title, but um, it is designed specifically. Like, the entire premise of the game doesn't work with unless you're playing with somebody else on the couch. You can't play online. There's no online play. It's just get three people and play this kind of competitive, you know, multiplayer um from your couch and i think that is a big push so while i do think that nintendo will do something like that like some kind of subscription service like they kind of would be stupid not to sure um i also don't see them ever leaving the hardware escape uh in its totality now it doesn't mean that they won't ship to something like they've already made the mario jump app they've already made the mario kart app and their dr mario is uh their new phone app um game so they have three games uh actually if you count if you count pokemon go there's four but i don't really think people consider pokemon go to be specifically nintendo like the way that they consider mario jump they also did announce the pokemon moba game so they are pushing games to other platforms specifically the you know the mobile market because that's yeah i mean that just makes sense i mean it's a you massive not income stream. Yeah, of course. So, I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to dump hardware altogether. I just think that maybe that's a, a, a big reason why we're not seeing them focus on releasing a new console or releasing an, a Nintendo Switch 2 or talking about it at this point that, you know, as far, right. as, I, as, far as I know. They're, yeah, sure, the local gameplay stuff, that, that's, that's a big Nintendo thing. It always has been. Um, so I think that, that like, that's their that's their group of people like that's their player segment that loves that stuff sure. um so i'm sure they'll never abandon that um i just think that they might see like hey why do we need to spend the money on all this extra infrastructure extra hardware to do this if we can do it this way and maybe have two sources of you know of revenue for it and maybe right. they maybe they release a a beefier version of the switch um i mean the the console itself is pretty pretty kind of perfect really um, yeah, there's not really much you can do with a Switch 2, I think, that would really, yeah. like, you could make a slightly better screen and maybe a slightly more powerful console, but, like, it, I don't think you could, it would be innovative or iterative enough to, to have, like, most people run out and jump out and buy a new sure. one. Sure. Yeah, I don't, I, and would, I don't, <laughs> but, I don't yeah, think I most it's, people it's, would. It's pretty self-contained, yeah, there's, yeah. I, I don't know where they're going to go aside from doing something different. The only thing I'm, the only reason I would even say make it a little bit faster, a new CPU, a little bit more RAM, a little bit better GPU, whatever, is, you know, when you mention things like, besides the FPS on Doom, like, you know what I'm saying, like, there's little things that maybe just work on making it more fluid, and maybe that's a software hang-up, I have no idea, because um, I haven't played those titles on it, and I don't know the inner workings of the Switch in that way, so, couldn't tell you. You know, just uh, to make those yeah. things more scalable. I think I think there's there's been rumors too of like a Switch Pro, sure. um, that would that would be a home only console that you would just plug into the TV, similar to. It's like um, the, I don't know if you guys ever saw the PlayStation TV. It was a really short lived, uh, right. essentially a Vita that you just plug into your TV and it could play video games, but it could also play. It'd be like or, an antithetical Switch Lite. Yeah, exactly. Right. Basically, yeah. So the Switch being the mid tier that just plays games, uh, you know, yeah. either mobily or on the TV. The Lite just plays mobile. The Pro, but I really, I think if they were going to do that by now, they probably would have already done it. I really Nintendo don't. TV. See 
iterating. The fact that they can't keep up with keep up with the hardware demands of the current console sure. doesn't bode well for them to be cranking out, uh, you know, a, a brand a new device version of the same device that allows them to. Yeah. So I, right. I think a lot of it is just. I think I think they are. They probably got some stuff coming this holiday season, and they're probably just waiting until maybe a month before. Uh, if they if they're any if the Mario Origami Paper Mario Origami King is any indicator, we'll probably see a couple big Nintendo announcements uh, October November for the holiday season. And there'll probably be some some big IP drops. Hopefully, Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch. That would be my dream, but I doubt it. Uh, but you know. Something will come, I'm sure. But there's just been a lot of fan uproar on on the Twitterverse about Nintendo's lack of, of games, even though they've released like several big titles this year and people are just bitches. The, the indie scene, uh, I feel like, on Switch is, is kind of popping off too. Like, there's, I feel like there's a lot of indie games out there for it. ton of indie stuff. Uh, the Switch is Not probably play, maybe, but... the place to go for indie stuff. Like, you know, well, the, the 3DS before that was. That Switch, like, right, right after. But, like, a lot of a lot of the big indie developers they're making their games f- exclusive for Switch now. Like there's been a couple games that um, uh, Axiom Verge was an, a Metroidvania game that was on I think it was on everything. It was on PS4. It was on Steam. Um, they announced at a direct last year that Axiom Verge Two was coming to Switch, and I think that was the first announcement of the game even coming. And I, it might even be a timed exclusive for the Switch. Um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon was huge on Switch. Uh, the sequel got announced and uh, released any date. There's been, I told you guys last time about um, the sports story, the sequel to Golf Story. That sequel, I think, is a Switch exclusive. Um, so a lot of these indie, de- indie developers are taking to the Switch because it's a it's an easy platform it's for easy them to, to push them out. Games to, and people... Um, love being able to just go on and buy cheap games on the Switch and get good value for their money rather than, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll spend their 60 bucks on their Animal Crossings and their, and their Mario Galaxies and, and shit like that, Mario, Paper Mario, but they also won't be able to buy a couple of $10, $15 games, and the indie market is is perfect for that, right? So <clears throat> enough about the Switch. Talk about Nintendo quite a bit. Um, we talked a little bit just now when we are talking about the Switch about next-gen and how Nintendo kind of hasn't hinted at anything yet, but we've gotten the announcements of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X both this year. So, Joe, we talked uh, about 30 minutes ago about how you just said Fable is a game that could push you to next-gen. Are you talking day one? Are we, are we talking, like, you might get a Series X day and day? Because Series... Fable will probably be on PC, I would imagine, as well. So that's not necessarily a well. That's true. So yeah, I mean that 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 would that would be a big factor. Um, just to, just in my personal consideration is you know is it an exclusive or not? Um, it, I I don't know. I've never been really a. I need to get next gen just for the sake of having next gen. I I have always been kind of the you know I've always waited until there was a reason i mean i i suppose you know being sort of a technophile anyways that's reason enough but i mean just waiting until there's a specific right exactly <laughs> you know i'm 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 not i'm not the guy that upgrades his phone four times a year you know i mean i, I know you're out there if you do that cool. awesome what's it do better i just it's i just new. don't do that right exactly <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> in the tech in the tech sphere, you know, they have their early adopters, right? The people are going to buy the new thing, sure. 
regardless of, of what it is, right? So, and, and I don't think, at least for me and Joe, I don't think we are. Steve, you're It depends on what it is. Guy. So you're a console second guy. So, you know, if it's a graphics card, yeah, you're going to be day one in line for it if you're hyped click, for click, it. Click, but click, click, click. I don't think you're going to be buying a PS5 or a, a Series X on release date. So I, I don't think I've ever bought any system on release date. Um, I have. With the exception oh, of... I've got PS- games on release dates, but yeah, but but, but never consoles. Games on release date, yes. Uh, but I think the only console I bought on launch date was the PSP. I actually uh, pre-ordered the Xbox One. I, did you? I, I did oh wow! That, yeah. Nice. Um. So so I guess my question for you guys would be, um, why aren't you going next gen? Like, um, it would be, you know easy for us to just say yeah we don't we don't buy consoles when they're when they're new out but like what what is it about this specific gen that is preventing you from from running out and buying one of these consoles or pre-ordering one of these consoles uh and then i'll put that question on you and say what would it take to get you interested like joe what if if i told you tomorrow that fable was only going to be on xbox series x and the only way you could play it was if you had a series x on day one is that enough for you to go out and buy that game or are you good to wait six months to play that game uh, knowing that, you know, the console's price might drop, you might be able to get a bundle later on, uh, et cetera, so forth. So, so that's a, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say for me, I would imagine this is the case for most people, but I mean, maybe not. Um, it, it is, it, it's never really about uh, budget or like means. It's just kind of more about like, why right like i mean uh jeff i know this will resonate with you i've got i've got my own backlog of stuff i mean i literally have games on steam that i bought during maybe not the summer sale but whatever one was right before that that i i wanted i legitimately am interested in have not cracked them open um and i i I hope i'm not the only one in that boat because otherwise i'm gonna crack definitely not (laughs) um right cool um you know so it's just there's there's kind of i mean i i am i i would say i'm in the camp that's you know hungry for a new fable game i really love that franchise really 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 love that franchise but i mean do i need to get it immediately and kind of you know like daddy needs it like no you know because i mean it's it's not i i guess what it is for me it's it's not going anywhere you know and i mean the the worst thing that could happen is maybe i'm late to the party like i was just talking about um a little earlier with watchdogs too like it's not exactly a new game you know but but to me it's new and i, I don't feel like my experience is diminished by having waited and in fact i i, I guess maybe one of the upsides maybe uh is you know if 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 you if you don't play it right away there are things like uh, uh bugs that will get find out found out and patched or uh, crash issues that'll get repaired uh, it's a lot easier to find i mean not that i'm a serial help looker upper but i mean if you ever are stuck or you have a question you know that stuff's out there sure. um and you know i uh i i got skyrim actually uh, madeline and i waited and waited in line at gamestop to buy skyrim when it came out we literally got it at midnight went home and played it we didn't sleep for two days. It was awesome. Um, did you know you'd buy it 11 I, more times? <laughs> it's so true. And, and you know what? I'm not even mad. Um, you know, but, but do I feel the need to do that with every game? No. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I got Sword and Shield um, day of. I did it. <laughs> I did it this time through Amazon, so I had to wait a couple days. But, you know, um, I got it, and I've been playing it uh, like mad ever since. I did the same thing with Sun Moon. Um, I didn't do that with a couple of the uh, like XY. 
I got that late, you know, and, and it just, I don't, it doesn't add anything for me. So if it adds something for, for any of you, then I think that's cool. But just personally for me, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just not something I can really see myself doing. Now I pre-order a game for sure, sure. but sure. just saying you have it on day one, right. isn't like, no. I think games are a little bit different than consoles though, because like, it's like you said, Joe, there, I think there's, um, there's, there, there are, unlike other media like movies or TV shows where, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz and a lot of hype that if you miss out on something right when it comes out there, you know, you might get you know, things spoiled for you, things like that. And I think that, that element still definitely exists yeah. in the gaming sphere, but I don't think as much. I love what you just said. Yeah. With like, with, with, with a movie um, or even, you know, even a show or a concert, right. I mean, seeing it in person, it's just not the same as if you've got it on, you know, uh, a disc or vinyl or, 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 you know, whatever. And, and uh, you know, similar wise with a movie, right. I mean, there are certain things you, you want to, I, I would go so far as to argue, and I, I mean, maybe this is a different topic for a different podcast, but I'd go so far as to argue with certain certain films, you see them in a theater, that is, it's going to be unlike watching it at home, no matter what your system is like, right? And right. it, you know, it, with gaming, I, I, I'm sure there's a, a, an analogous argument, right? Like, I'm sure uh, I, I play on a, a, a Sega laptop when I'm, when I'm on PC. I'm sure it's not as good as Steve's rig whatsoever. I'm sure it's night and day, you know, but but the game is not, it's not any better if you play it any sooner. Yeah, right? your personal experience doesn't necessarily change based off right, of right. the power of the hardware. Right. I guess what I meant to say was like, you know, a movie comes out, a movie's in the theater for a month, right? There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of, it's in the zeitgeist if it's a big movie. And, you know, and yes, there are advantages to seeing it in the theaters, but I mean, just like, you know, movies come and go quicker, whereas like a game, especially in 2020, a lot of the big titles take 20, 30, 40 hours to complete. So it's like whether you do that, you know, right when the game comes out in June and you're playing it through, you know, till August, September, whatever, or whether it come whether it comes out in June and you wait till December to pick it up. I think I don't think there's a lot of like necessary like the gaps there aren't that big. Although I will tell you that you guys influenced me to to pre-order uh um cyberpunk because of all the hype you guys were talking about it so yes one heck. of us one and it was ten dollars off on amazon so i pre-ordered it on awesome on amazon. but welcome cd project red one more but, but yeah <laughs> Don't but like i guess so. what i was to say is like i mean <laughs> like you know waiting for a game for a couple months for a game a console you can play like for me um you know with if i didn't buy uh pre-order cyberpunk cool i could have played it you know a month two months three months later whatever um waited till it was on sale right you know like i'm still excited about the idea of playing red dead 2 even though that game's more than a year old at this point what two years old at this point me too uh, I'm still yeah. excited to play it at some point right I, I think that even without the hype they're still there but i guess what i'm saying is like with next gen it isn't the same as like waiting <laughs> to play a game sometimes it's like you know there's there's you know you gotta spill out 600 bucks in some cases just to get the console right, right. and then it's like yeah. what's the rush a lot on just getting the box and then not even yeah. getting a game to play it on like right. and another thing with with at least with xbox it, there seems to be such a focus on buy xbox series x and then x game will work 
on Xbox Series X with enhanced graphics, right? Cyberpunk being Looks a perfect better. example. Sure. So if, you buy, if you buy Cyberpunk on Xbox One and you upgrade the Series X, cool. Cyberpunk's going to be better. You're going to get the enhanced version, Series X version for... So it almost sure. seems like, you cool. know, even, even to match our, our hesitation to go next-gen, are the game companies basically saying, we know there isn't going to be a ton of games for this thing yet, so if you're buying Cyberpunk, but then you want to buy a Series X, good news, you can play Cyberpunk on your Series X and it's going to look better. So it's almost like you're getting a next-gen game even though you're getting a current-gen game, right? Sure. And I think that's what my biggest draw away from, like, yeah, I want a PS5 at some point. Yeah, I want an Xbox Series X at one point. But today, there isn't a single game on any of the lineups that's, like, telling me I need I need to go out and pre-order one of these consoles, right? Like, I think um, the last game that I... Does that such I, a game exist, though? I mean... What's that? Does such a game exist? If they said uh, Last of Us 3 was coming to PS5, it, that might be enough, right? But even for me, like, I knew sure. Last, of, Last of Us 2 was coming to PS4, and I didn't have a PS4 up until just my last birthday. My wife bought me one uh, because she knew I wanted to play Last of Us 2. Like, she knew that was the one game I wanted to play on this right. one console. Yeah. So, like, but that was also, you know, six years into the life of that system. It wasn't, like, a brand new thing that was going to cost double, I think, almost what, what it, my wife probably paid for it. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's a game aside from Last of Us 3 that would make me run out and pre-order a PS5 today. I don't know if there's a, you know, I don't, there isn't a Gears of War. The Gears of War 7 could be announced and it could be the greatest thing ever. And I don't think I would go out and, and pre-order a Series X. Um, doesn't mean I don't want either of them, but I don't think there's anything super appealing right now about right. jumping next gen. And it isn't, that's not going to change by being able to get some enhanced versions of my current games. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts? Like, I know with you being a mostly PC guy, probably wouldn't jump out and get any. But is there anything that would draw you to to running out and getting one of these new consoles? Like, what would what would the, what would the lore have to be to get a bearded Steve Wall to to pre-order a PS5 or a Series X? I've actually gone kind of both ways on this. Like, at first, I was like, I'm gonna get both of them and trade in the Xbox One X that I have, and I'm gonna trade in the PlayStation 4. On day one, I'm just gonna swap them out, and GameStop might give me 20 bucks, and I'll pay the rest. You know, like, but usually because they have they have their deals uh, against up sometimes where you yeah deals where you get like almost what you'll get on offer up for the console yeah. that you traded in. Um, but uh, so I, I, I've thought about that, and then. Um, I think if I'm being honest, unless I'm misreading what I'm, what I've been reading and what I've been hearing about the Xbox, I think that I'll probably trade both of them in and I'll just get a PlayStation five. If I get the PlayStation five early or not is I'm not really sure, but I think that that might be what I do. And the reason I say that is, um, it kind of goes back to the, the game pass thing, like with game pass ultimate, unless I'm misunderstanding this. Everything that they're releasing on Xbox Series X is available to play through Xbox Series or through the Game Pass on PC. So, like Halo on day one, Fable when it comes out on day one, like all of these games are supposed to be available through Game Pass on PC immediately. Why would I like? Why would I do that? It just seems redundant. Um, so, PlayStation-wise, makes perfect sense. They have PlayStation exclusives that I cannot play on anything but that unless years later they come out on Steam or whatever, like, you know, these other ones. Um, 
so yeah sure that that might be what i do but the xbox like while it's arguably more powerful than the playstation and all that there's no incentive there for me as a pc primary gamer to get it because crossplay should be available for all these new games if what i'm reading is correct um there's backwards compatibility on the xbox x you know or the xbox series x to the, right. the new stuff or whatever like so there's no real incentive there to upgrade because you can't and just, only play on the new one versus the old one. Right. I just I just don't even know how much of an argument that like that even really is. Like if you you know if you get Cyberpunk on on the One X, then it's gonna it's gonna look better. Like is that are we talking like you know 4K to 8K? Like I mean, do you need cyborg guys to notice? Like I mean, how how much better can it look? Sure. You know exactly. Well, it's hundred percent that argument, that's, right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest disadvantages of the next gen is that like. I mean, ray, ray tracing too. Like the the Xbox Series X does not support ray tracing, to my knowledge. Sure, the but I, I, I think in general, like in in the past, exactly. part of the appeal of next gen consoles was always the leap in graphical capabilities. Right, and the leap is so much shorter now. Every generation, like, are we? Did we really see that significant of a jump between the seventh gen and the eighth gen? Like, let's be real. Like, yes, uh, there's a couple games on the PS4 that look... Like, Last of Us 2 looks outstanding. Ghost of uh, Tsushima looks spectacular. Final Fantasy VII Remake looks amazing. And I'm not criticizing those games in any way, shape, or form, sure. or any of the other sure. beautiful-looking titles, but was it really a significant leap from Gen 7 to Gen 8? Like, like I think like, it, you're I think not, a year from know. now, it makes a difference. Launch day? Yeah, I... Doesn't. There's substantially more powerful consoles. We don't have the games available to make use of it, so right. Neat. <laughs> sure, it's, it's like it's like having a new, you know, a new TV, nothing to watch, or you know, a new a new car. Right. Yeah. But I think there's no I fuel for it. Like, like you know, I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see the same type of leap that we saw from like the PS one to the ps2 generation or even you know the ps2 to i guess it would be gen 5 to gen 6 right. uh or gen 6 and 7 like or maybe we will but we just can't even imagine it i mean i, I don't know like yeah, how much be, better can it look I like think, honestly i think it's gonna boil down to things like load time quality of life stuff right load time openness of games um, field of or, view uh depth right vision like stuff like that or, is gonna or be it'll be about system. hardware it'll be about how all these devices delivered yeah. like it it doesn't it doesn't like the the quality of life stuff that's going to sell me on a system is backwards compatibility like yeah. part of the appeal of ps5 to me is that there's been rumors that it's going to be backwards compatible with every playstation and if that's the truth which i don't i doubt at this point just because dude 100 uh, that's going to be crazy <laughs> Um, but if I can literally take any game on any PlayStation console and put it in a disc, that might be enough, right? That's Especially if nice. I mean, like, sell my PS3 and sell, you know, my my PS4 and put that towards it, because it yeah. might be enough, right? To have it's, one box that does it all. But it's, I, it's it's weird and frustrating that like there were 360 games I can't play on my Xbox One, and it it just feels like it's because they didn't want me to be able to no, they've, they've also said that the new xbox is going to be backwards compatible as well i don't know how far back that will sure be. because it's it costs a crazy amount of money for them to do it like if you look back at the ps3 generation so i worked at best buy when the ps3 launched and the big controversy with ps3 at the time was they made two versions of it there was a version that was backwards compatible with ps2 games and then there was a version that didn't 
And the version that was backwards compatible was like $100 more expensive. You know, they're, because they're doing that the, with the new stuff. They're making two versions of the PlayStation and two versions of the Xbox, one with a disc tray and one without. So they know how to do it now to where they can reduce the because back then they didn't they had to use uh, like a whole different processor to emulate. Sure. The I do remember that the PS2 games. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the reasons. But now they can do software emulation that works just as almost just as good as the regular yeah, stuff with Xbox, with Xbox One. Um, like the 360 titles and the Xbox, uh, regular Xbox titles that are backwards compatible. You put the disc in, it's not actually playing from the disc. It's actually just running a version of the software. It's basically downloading it to the system and playing it through an emulator, which works just as fine, but like it's, it's also why it doesn't work with every single game. So if PlayStation, well, we don't have that problem on PC whatsoever. I mean, that's, that's what GOG is for. So, I mean, I, I'm right. just saying if, if they want to stave off obsolescence, they should probably figure it out. They, they should. That's, but that's probably the only thing that would get me, and that's not even enough to get me to buy a new get them console, up uppers. right? Like, um, I don't know. Like, I always like the idea of next gen, but just there's just nothing makes me want to to run out and pre-order any of these things. Yeah, I, I would say I agree with you. Day one wise, like there isn't anything that says like this is one only available on this. Um, so you you have to get the new version. Um at least currently so and and they've all said that any of the new games at least for i forget the duration of time but for x amount of time need to be able to run on both the ps5 and the playstation 4 or xbox current gen and next gen which um, to my knowledge they've never done that before i don't think they've ever like had that stipulation that they have to play because i think it was left up to the game developers before um, yeah and now it's like this is what it needs to be so okay thanks so i think they know that. that they don't have yeah it's enough. it's just a right. math problem yeah yeah right now i I'll, i honestly think it's like i'm grateful that they did it this way but i almost think sony if they really wanted to push sales of the ps5 they should have made the last of us 2 and probably ghost of uh tsushima ps5 games that that i think that would have been enough to drive people to buy the buy that console um the fact that they didn't and they're both ps4 games i'm thankful for but like those would be system sellers, in my opinion. And it's kind of a surprise to see them release such gigantic games, essentially at the tail end of the PS4's life. Like, it'll be around for a while. PS4 is not going anywhere. But, like, the fact that they're announcing the new the new system this year and it's coming this holiday season, it's like, it's kind of a surprise that they didn't just wait and say, just... Right. Just I mean, especially because, like, they just released... Optimized or bonus content versions of those games for those right. systems would be my guess. Yeah, it'll be a, yeah, a year right. edition of Last of Us Two on PS Five, and yep. get the soundtrack. It'll have those crazy, those crazy hair details that you guys were talking about before, because you can't already see Ellie's every strand of her hair because right. it looks that game is marvelous looking. Yeah, um, PlayStation won't sound like a helicopter either, so. <laughs> yeah, the the bonus content for Last of Us Two on PS Five is that it won't sound like your entire house is on fire. <laughs> That's the bonus uh, feature for it. Cool. Uh, so next gen, maybe next time. That's that's going to be our tagline. Maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> next gen, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Uh, speaking of next gen and uh, Xbox trying to get people hyped up for next gen, uh, they recently did their Xbox game showcase. Uh, they highlighted uh, some new games. They highlighted uh, a lot of stuff on xCloud. Uh, there's been also some rumors about Xbox Live potentially either merging with 
uh, their Game Pass. Go and Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, you can't even buy the memberships anymore. Becoming free. Um, which as a, I think, 13-year Xbox Live member that's paid them like $10 a month for every month for the last 13 years, I feel like I should get something for that. So you'll, kind get of a, a plaque. you'll get a badge in your account probably, like unlocked it or a, a reward. Maybe maybe that's enough for them. Will go up. I don't know. I've gotten probably cool. like 100 free games from that service anyways. but That's true. Um, well, they're not free though, but anyway. Yeah, well, you're, you're, paying. you're paying for them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Um, thanks for so. But Halo announced uh, Fable, so Joe, Joe's big name. Uh, what were some of the other titles that they announced? Uh, the new Forza game. Uh, yeah, I think so. Hold on, I really don't even know. I all I know is the Halo one and all the irritation that's kind of surrounded that about the graphics on it being. People um, are shitting on the graphics for Halo. Not that Halo was ever a graphics powerhouse to begin with. I mean, yeah, I think that it's just like E3 2018, the the in-game engine footage looked miraculous. You know, like it, it you're, you're, I can't hear you, Joe. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just cracking wise saying that there's no more Star Wars films coming out, so people need to complain. <laughs> Uh, uh just for toxic Star Wars fans. Uh, all right, so uh there was um Avowed. Not sure. There was Fable, Forza Motorsport, it's been uh Tetris Effect Connected. Oh, Tetris Effect Connected. Uh Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Yep. Uh Bellon Wonderworld. Looks interesting. It look it seems like it's uh, looks like Sonic characters or something. Um, Everwild, The Outer Worlds. Uh, yep. Uh, tell Outer me why. Current gen console. Current gen game. Uh, Psychonauts two. I think arguably, that's that's could be considered. I think a a a, a big title. I know Psychonauts one is is pretty cult. It kind of put Double Fine on the map. I think a little. Uh, Crossfire. Crossfire X, excuse me, Dragon Quest 11 S. It's gone the way of the iPhone. That's the apparently. first time Dragon Quest is going to be on the non-Nintendo console, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, well, no. Um, Dragon Quest uh, 8, I think at least was on PlayStation. Dragon uh, Quest, if, if I recall correctly, yeah, Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stalker 2, The Gunk, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, The Medium. Uh, and Sable, Sable and Fable. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the list. So uh, at least the one that I found. Their their big their big guns are obviously gonna be Fable and Halo and Forza, which um, those are those are great games. Obviously, oh, uh, Avowed. Yes. No, that's supposed to be like their Avowed, Skyrim. Yeah. That's their. It's the people that make Outer Worlds. That's their. They're they're Skyrim killer. <laughs> okay, Fusroda. You're gonna be a Skyrim killer, right? Like that's not gonna happen. Yeah. You yeah, guys just like, game just like every MMO is a, a WoW killer until it isn't. Right, right, right. Uh, until it runs out of subscribers after three years. Yeah. <laughs> or <content>. so. <laughs> so from from this list, um, Joe, sure I know you're, and we probably we don't need to go into that that again. Um, I'm, I've never been a big Halo guy personally. Um, I played a little bit of Halo 3 on 360 when that was a big deal. I played a little bit of the first two just kind of randomly, but 
that never was enough to make me run out and buy an Xbox before. It wasn't why I played Xbox before. Um, Forza, I'm not a sports sim guy, although I appreciate that, and I've heard a lot of good things about Forza, but it's just not a game that, like, again, I'm going to run out. I'm not a, I'm not a gearhead. I don't Are you play, saying don't right, right. Forza? Forza. Forza. Is that Are you putting a, hey. Is there a T in there? It's Italian, bro. It's oh, Italian. Okay. Familia? Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. I was like, are we ha- do we have another Ubisoft Ubisoft thing here? Is that what this I is? am correct on this one. Uh, this actually I believe t- you. I believe you. <laughs> it was actually a tweet from, and the only reason I know this is because they tweeted it out. Like we want, they tweeted out that we want everybody to know what's pronounced Forza, and Forza. they like the emphasis on it. Like, and I was like, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, there wasn't anything that really blew my skirt up. I mean, uh, a couple of the games we talked that Joe just listed off are current gen games. Uh, Outer Worlds is. It's on the Switch. It's not even uh, like why would why it's getting would a, be... it's getting a graphics boost. Sure, I'm sure it is, but that's also not a graphically intense game sure. as it is. Like so, yeah. what the hell? Is the there's do? also there's um, an expansion I think too. Is was 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 maybe also part of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think something. so. Um, Destiny, uh, you know, it's, com- is, it's coming up for everything. I love Destiny. I haven't played it in over a year at this point, but I I love Destiny. If they were going to say Destiny three was coming out tomorrow, I'd probably pre-order it. Sure. Um, but that's also a current gen game. I just don't know why that would like yeah. get me. There's the a similar... there's a new expansion I think too for this. It is similar... it's di- the yeah. dying light. Dying light. Uh, be- beyond light. Beyond light. Beyond light stasis. Yeah. And, and even dying so, light's like, a different game. <laughs> that has similarities to Halo and and Destiny being the fact that they both were Bungie you know titles originally sure is just like it's 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 kind of like two of the same thing if that makes any sense like i'm not saying that the halo and destiny are the same because they're not but i'm just saying like the similarities between the two yeah. like first person shooters about dudes in in heroic space armor like running around shooting aliens like it's, there's the similarities are probably i'm just it. saying like mass effect the game online aside from xcloud and being able to play games those games on my phone with an Xbox controller, like what, what am I really getting excited about for Microsoft? Like we talked last episode about the potential of them buying WB games and how that would be a huge boon for them because they would have some real exclusive powerhouses that weren't Halo and Forza and Gears of War, but you know, and they've only released Fable once every what decade at this point. So it's not like that is a title that they're cranking out. A bunch of games for so does microsoft have a problem with a lack of a lack of content right now? they have a lack of games on either this gen or next gen to really stay afloat in the console wars i i don't know if i agree with that part because i don't think anybody's really producing a bunch of brand new shiny exclusive stuff um playstation tell you differently they just well, not, okay not you're too gigantic i'm games. saying next gen wise current, current sure, gen, sure. I, I i would agree with that right Especially in the last couple months, um, that's been pretty obvious. Um, Halo has the opportunity to be a, a big one, um, and especially if they do their their multiplayer stuff, which is supposedly you know going to be a free to play thing that they toss in there, um, which will have a battle pass, I'm sure, and uh, you know whatever other cosmetic monetization model they can throw into it. Um, but if they they'll, they'll probably do something similar to what Call of Duty does. Um, Maybe they'll introduce some sort of like a a Warzone type um, of mode for Halo, which would be unique for Halo, um, and bring it a little bit more attention and, and just 
make it a little different from the other ones. Um, Halo Battle Royale kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, that, that could totally be a thing that would, would be popular if they do it right. Um, so, because, I mean, Halo still has a big following. Um, and I think that the, the problem or the struggle that it has is while they've already come back and said like, hey, we understand that you guys didn't like the graphics as much and you didn't like this, that, or the other thing, um, it's still not done yet. So we're going to improve on a lot of those things. So they, they have been vocal in addressing that stuff, um, which was nice. I think that it still just has, like, it's not far away from launch. And this is the stuff that we saw. It doesn't bode well for day one launch on it, um, which I think scares a lot of people. Um, you know, cause, Is Halo going to be current gen? Uh, it, I think so. Um, it's it's supposed to be on Game Pass. Well, again, yeah, Microsoft said that everything that comes out for for uh the next series will be available on current gen for at least yeah a certain point. So yeah, it'll be Halo Halo Infinite is supposed to launch this holiday season. Yeah, so it'll be okay. it'll be available on Xbox uh, One X or Xbox One and the new stuff. But again, like their game pass ultimate is going to have x cloud as a part of it that was also discussed during this um and while you say it's not you know pro consumer because it's a it's a subscription base when i say that i'm saying in comparison to every other game streaming service that's available like that it is light years a better it is a much much better value it's better than like playstation plus it's or than playstation places now or playstation plus or whatever it's more considerate their online service they have uh they have 300 and almost 400 games in the library and uh, and as brand new games come out they're added in like xbox or sorry playstation takes several months to add in their their new releases to that if if that soon yeah, their library is pretty stale by comparison. Yeah, so when I say pro-consumer, like, yeah, I get it's a subscription while it's meant to make money. In comparison to the rest of the industry, it, it shits on everybody else. It's way beyond. Right, Stadia. Um, and that's basically the entire model of Stadia. Yeah, but Stadia has such underwhelming performance. Um, like, its latency issues are really bad it it touted 4k at 60 fps like day one and like maybe you'll get 1080p at 60 fps if you have a 100 megabyte connection um and like not only are games old but they don't even play that well yeah Google Stadia. yeah they like it's really that, unfortunate how they launched but everybody else in the space seems to be doing pretty well microsoft obviously is still in beta for for xcloud and stuff but like it's super promising um and Again, they've they've been very generous. If you don't want to call it consumer, that's fine. Um, with their game library and, and what they're adding to it, and for the for the price, like it's it's really really awesome. Well, you need like a powerful phone to be able to play, like because I assume most people see the appeal of so. playing these games. On well, I I think that's basically the point. I mean, I remember. Uh this was i think a year ago at this point but i was reading something about uh, i believe it was stadia or a very similar service where you could unlimited data yeah uh well yeah for sure um but 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 the whole idea is that you're essentially being fed or streamed the content from a server so you i mean ostensibly you could pull out your you know chromebook that literally doesn't have a gpu and you know play crisis (laughs) uh you know it's so yeah, the idea is it has like 
the most right. state of the art it's hardware. To be like an equalizer, just exactly. it, you know, you, you don't need to go. You don't need to go drop three K on a laptop. Just pull out whatever. You but there's still a component of the hardware being able to connect to that server at a at a rate fast enough. You want your screen to have that's, refresh that's, rates that will be sure. uh, good enough. Right. It's still it's still two way communication. So yeah, that's yeah. and 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 for me, that's kind of what I'm waiting to see how they you know how do they approach that and how do they really handle it yeah it has to be able to process the data in the window it's viewing i mean right there are there are phones on the market that are designed to be optimized for games and then there are phones that are designed to be optimized for phone you know you know what's that the asus rog phone is just like a ridiculous it's a powerhouse so it's like you know back to the the crisis argument like is there is there a phone that people are going to want to have i kind of can't believe that that even exists like that's just it's it's silly but it's like it is holy shit man yeah oh <laughs> it's no a for beast sure. yeah. it's so unnecessary when you look at all like the attachments <laughs> and stuff but it's like all right you, you did it then are they selling the little attachment things that you can oh yeah like put the controller onto your phone to like be able, you know, be able to they play have, it they have they have its own controller they have a, who's a fan back plate to keep it cool it's, Who's it's out there ridiculous. going like, you know what I want? I want mobile games. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. Buy a Switch, homie. They're three hundred bucks. Like, right? What? But your Switch can't play. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Well, right now or... you can't really effectively play any of them. Well, um, I need to play Farmville, cause... and I need to take it really seriously. So, <laughs> to where I have a freaking blower on the back of my phone, <laughs> keeping it cool while I'm playing Crisis. <laughs> Daddy, my food's too hot. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. Attached to my phone so I can play Mahjong. Uh, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Um. So, so going back, like Steve, let me let me point it to you. Is there anything that 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 blew your skirt up from from the uh, the game showcase? Um, I think that. I mean, I take it with a grain of salt, but I think Halo looked cool. Um, I'll probably buy it or get it on it on game pass or whatever um and i'm sure i'll play it. it it won't be something that i play day one probably um unless when it comes out i hear just such amazing things that it's like dude you have to play this um, but it won't be one that i'm you know downloading it first to find out um that uh what was it called the people that made outriders the avowed game um yeah that i saw obsidian is the developer yeah i, I, I saw the the gameplay uh trailer for it it looks super sick it's i mean it's very skyrim-esque um it definitely looks cool it, it, yeah it looks, I, I'll, I'll, it looks cool so i'm excited for that it. one yeah beyond that no I, i'm not a forza guy or forza guy whatever um those those games kind of bother me i don't like being confined to tracks um i like games that i can just drive around and do whatever the hell um like need for yeah, speed style and stuff like that um my now my cousin um is buying like the whole gaming setup for uh for like i racing and stuff like that i'm sure he'll buy it and he'll play the crap out of it um, i racing yeah he does he, he's getting into the i racing where he's buying like the i think it's fantech or something like that the, the direct drive steering wheel and yeah. stuff like that it's basically he's buying the inside of a car and playing it playing a game on his like on the computer and it's like real feedback from from the steering wheel. If you hit a wall, like you're gonna break your damn wrist if you have it turned up all the way. Like Talk it's, about it's a crash! Super intense. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, he's getting that whole setup. So those, those games are his jam. Um, I'm sure he'll play that on day one. Uh, but for me beyond that and fable, like I'm excited for fable. Um, if it's available, uh, on, on game pass and stuff like that, I'll certainly play that probably within the first week that it comes out because I've been excited to play a game like that in a long time. Um, fable one was when I was, you know, younger, that was one of my favorite games of all time. If I had a bad day, oh, I would dude. log in and just obliterate a town I, and go full yeah. dark side. <laughs> you know? Dude, no, same. I, I remember, uh, at 11,000 my... kids. My friends and I, we we were like looking forward to it launching, and then yeah. it did, and we were just like about it. And then it had two sequels, and they were both pretty good. And yeah, it just I'm I'm super hyped. But I mean, yeah. obviously, um, Avowed looks cool. Uh, I'm intrigued, uh, by Tell Me Why because uh, I really liked I really liked Life is Strange, uh, and this is another um, don't nod title, so. I'm going to probably at least look at it uh, if not if not you know buy it and play it uh it it's episodic too so I mean you can always play episode 1 and if it's lame then just don't buy it anymore um but I'm I'm going to I'm going to probably definitely check that out um and then Psychonauts 2 I'm going to I'm going to follow it as well because that that game is it's a it's a kind of a cult legend uh, release uh, the the first Psychonauts so I'm I'm going to definitely follow it Um, Star Wars, uh, I just put it in the chat, but Star Wars Squadron comes out, I think it's Squadrons, I think is what it's called, uh, comes out October 2nd, my birthday, um, so I'm super stoked for that one, um, it's basically, like, the old school TIE Fighters game, and the, the graphical elements from the, the newer Battlefront 2, um, and, like, the old school mechanics and everything, just, super optimized i've watched a bunch of gameplay on youtube for that it looks super awesome i think it's going to launch for 40 bucks it's not even like a full 70 dollars or 60 dollars release title um but that game looks super super cool um so i'm excited for that it wasn't in the xbox showcase but whatever right. throwing it out there is that is that coming to all i, th I think it's coming just... i think it's coming to everything i don't think it's coming to the switch actually but I, it's it should be coming to playstation xbox and pc no it's definitely not coming to switch um, and I heard the reason why I know that is because there was a lot of reason speculation as to why it wasn't because it's more or less a spiritual successor to Rogue Squadron, which was a pretty Excellent. big 64 title. Um, that got a lot of pull. Uh, speaking of Star Wars games, I know this is not related to the, uh, the, the showcase, but Steve, did you pick up episode one racer on PS4 and or Switch? Mm -mm. The pod racing uh, game? Yeah, it's, uh, it's... I actually, actually no 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 no. I did I pre-ordered it on the Switch. I didn't know it came out yet though. Um yeah. it's so bad. I'll have to download uh, it. It's bad. <laughs> I bought it. Uh is it, it is just not... as bad as it used to be? It is well, it is the same game. It is not a graphical upgrade awesome. in any way. It is literally a straight port of the sixty four game this with is pod racing. What? new controller new controls. What? Uh, yeah. It's it's bad. It's, it's great. like Saboba and like Anakin and like yeah, uh, no new <laughs> It's a 64 game on the Switch. No online multiplayer, just local multiplayer. So, so wizard. God damn it! <laughs> you saw in Big Doodoo this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's oh, working. God. So dumb. 
goddamn episode one. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, Jeff, Darth Jar Jar. take your medication. Of that game was incredible. I played that. I I worked at the movie theater. Which at one? Mall, the episode one uh, arcade, the arcade pod, pod racing uh, game. You sat in a big like fake pod racer, and like you had the the controls. So you can shift back and forth for each of the pods. That game was legit. I played that uh, pretty much every break I got uh, working at the movie theater. I spent way too much money. It was like a dollar a play. So I would like, you know, I was only making, you know, 13 bucks an hour or whatever working in the movie theater. I'd take a buck of that to go put it into the freaking thing on my breaks. Uh, you getting bothered by a little, the you know, token machine and just, you know, played. And I'm testing the pod racing game. Yeah, I'm testing the pod racing game, guys. Come back later. Every day, uh, but that game was great. Uh, but that just could be nostalgia talking, anyways. Um, I feel like a lot right. of those well, games that get re released, though, are nostalgic because some of those games were mechanically trash. I, I think it's 100% way. nostalgia fuel, yeah. 100%. Some game, yeah. And then the, the Jedi some Academy that, game, that... like it plays the same as it did with Kyle Katarn and all that. It's yeah, but those games are dope, yeah, they're fun, but mechanically, yeah. I was like. Oh, it's still booty. <laughs> oh, awesome. I've always wanted to drive a truck. Like, just <laughs> like, yeah, it's just Spe- awesome. Speaking of games that have an age well nostalgia, uh, one of my favorite Star Wars games ever is probably still Shadows of the Empire uh, on 64. And I bought it when I got a 64, probably about three or four years ago. Um, I picked it up just because I was like, I have to, I have to own this game. This is like a, a seminal game from my childhood. Uh, and I played it for like five minutes and I was like, I'm not playing this game anymore. I shut it off because I was every minute I was playing that game, I was ruining my memories of that game of enjoying the game. I was like, this game is dog shit. I'm turning this off because I don't wanna I don't wanna further taint how I felt about playing this game before. Yeah. I'll just go read the comic book instead. I've definitely um, done that with some games like that I, I played entirely too much growing up. Um like Star Wars Galaxies was like my jam for years. And then now it's obviously a dead game, but it's on emulators online. And uh, I, I go back in there and I'm like, oh God, this, whew. Like, I love those communities. The communities that have the emulators are awesome. And the game is still very nostalgic and fun, but man, does it not play well. Um, in comparison to games today, like, especially when you're just used to them. Um, one of my favorite games of all time though, that they, they did like a, a PC or sorry, a, a phone port, Star Wars wise, uh, was Knights of the Old Republic, and even on mobile, like I, I just loved playing that game. So if you've never played it, you should definitely do that. That game, that game was was damn near perfect, honestly. Yeah, still, uh, still is epic. Okay, I, I might, I might get, I might get disbarred from this podcast by saying this, but I tried Knights of the Old Republic on, I had it on 360. I got someone to loan me their Xbox copy because it was one of the few backwards compatible titles. Couldn't get into it. I really struggled. Uh, I because I basically heard, "Oh, it's Mass Effect in the Star Wars universe," and I was like, "Just sign me up." Just know I hate you I th- now. I think it predated <laughs> Mass Effect, but uh, it, it for sure it was Bioware. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was the same folks. Yeah. When I when I say it, it's Mass Effect in Star Wars universe, that it's they're both Bioware titles. So it's like the logic was somebody handed me this game and said, "If you like Mass Effect and you like Star Wars, then you need to play this game." And I, I couldn't get into it. Like I tried story, yes. Um, struggled with it. Maybe I'll give another shot one day. But I think I still have somebody. Actually, it's one of those games that somebody loaned me, 
and then I never asked for it back. And so I, and I don't <laughs> talk to that person. Anymore. Sorry, random uh, person that I haven't given this game back to. Yeah, there's been a couple things. Wow. I don't I don't talk to that person anymore. Like they, I worked with them at Best Buy, and oh, this was like, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, is, it's a it's a solid game, man. I, 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 I'm friends with the first one on Facebook, but like I think they live in Seattle now. I'm not gonna mail them a copy. Like if they really want it, they can ask. Me back. Like <laughs> if if hey if whoever you, you are, told... jokes on you. Jeff stole your game. So. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll reach out to him now. Now that I feel guilty. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him on. Facebook <laughs> hey, do, like, do you, hey, you man, want this? this? I'll mail it to you. Um, uh, if you probably. Like if you were expecting it to play like Mass Effect, that's probably why it, it didn't do it for you because it doesn't play like Mass Effect. When it comes to character depth um, and story that you can have with the characters, it's like Mass Effect in that way. So if that part right. wasn't explained to you well, I could definitely see why you'd be like, eh. All I'm going to say is HK47. <laughs> yeah, meatbag. I just, <laughs> there, have been, there have been few Star Wars games in general that have really hooked me. Which is why I've been hesitant to like jump to um, Fallen Order and some of the other kind of stuff, just because like I think the last Star Wars game that I loved was probably um, uh, we were we were just talking about it. Um, it was an Xbox 360 title, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. I think that oh, was Force that really, like hooked me, and even the second game, like I bought the second game, super sure. hyped for it. And I like I played it maybe 20, 30 minutes. Well, you were almost like, done with the game. <laughs> but I was just like, my thing with the second one, was oh, man. That it just like you, it felt too much like the first game. Like it was almost like this just feels like an expansion rather than something new and, and intriguing. And yeah, so you had Force Repulse. Uh, so you I, I was, first one was fire though. I I remember Steve, you and I worked together when Battlefront was coming out, and I was so hyped for Battlefront because I played the living daylights out of the battlefront original ones too and i realized how bad i am at online shooters and i was like uh this is cool (laughs) but like give me a story mode you fuckers like i mean let me play something single player so i can enjoy star wars not just getting murked by by eight-year-olds yeah (laughs) it's working yeah the the battle battlefront 2 has a story though so there's that and it looks really really nice too it's not. I got Battlefront two on one of the. I think I either got on Xbox or it was free on one of the consoles. But yeah, um, maybe I'll have to check it out. But it's not I the greatest some, story in the world, but it, it's a story. I got some interesting topics for next episode. So we'll. I got some from, from this discussion. So it'll be a fun little Star Wars game. Sick. Uh, Star Wars. We just named them. We just named them all. Toxic we fandom all. that we love and can't quit. <laughs> <laughs> like a crippling addiction. Yes. Give me money. I don't like how I don't like how darkly stared into the screen. <laughs> uh, so I think that's I think that's it, guys. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we uh, before we end this week's episode? No, this is. Yeah, sorry, we we kept everybody for an hour and forty five minutes here. Whew. I'll have to ask Jenna to trim some of the fat. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, once again, uh, where you can find us, moderngamer.com, uh, is where we write all of our content and we have links to all of our ancillary places where you can, uh, watch our podcast and or listen to our podcast. Again, we're on Stitcher. We're on Google play, uh, or Google podcasts. We're on, um, all the other places, YouTube for where you can find our podcast to find Steve on Twitter at Darth Steve Wall. at Darth Wall. 
find me at, on Twitter at Geoff. You can find Joe not on anything because he to hide in the shadows because uh, only the shadow knows. You can find I am the terror Joe. that flaps in the night. You find Joe on this podcast every other week. <laughs> um, if you do want to find and follow him, and maybe that will inc- encourage him to get on Twitter. Uh, he is some Joe you know on Twitter. So if you want to find him, you can find him there and uh, follow him and give him a couple likes and say, what's up, dude? Sadu. Six, six shirt. Sa- yeah, six shirt. <laughs> I um, hate you. Joe uses his Twitter so little he doesn't even have an avatar on his Twitter. He just likes uh, Hell yeah. it's just a blank face. It's true. It's true. It's not even like the modified one where it's like doing this or anything. It's just the default. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the, the white silhouette on a yeah. blue circle. Hell yeah. So I have I have two topics uh for next week's next episode. My third topic is why isn't Joe on Twitter? Uh <laughs> I need to I, I need to go find a picture of MySpace Tom and just set that just Perfect. to just to eternally troll Jeff. Joe doesn't understand social media so much that he thinks that nobody else on Twitter has Tom as their Twitter favorite. <laughs> like, uh, well, so, I mean... Damn dude. It's been around since 2009, Joe. Yeah, There's plenty of people on there that have it. So I'm sorry, 2006. So cool. That's our episode. Right Thanks very much for stopping by. We appreciate you all and have a like, follow, great... subscribe, all that stuff. Go out, yeah. go, go like, out. Follow, subscribe, comment, uh, uh, share with your friends. Smash uh, that bell icon in the and turn on <laughs> notifications. There you go. <laughs> yup. <laughs> all right. Cool. Get her right. done. See you later, everybody. Have a this week. Bye. Bye.